0: with Shannon Davis. Next up is Minister Peter Wiffen. He's a deliverance minister from the Gold Coast of Australia. He's part of P-squared. I am not. Uh, I didn't take advanced math, I think, beyond Algebra 2, uh, and I barely passed that. Math was not my great subject. I remember taking Algebra 1, Geometry, Algebra 2, and then I said, that's enough right now. So um, P-squared is Peter Wiffen, Peter Johnson. We only have part of P-squared here tonight. So what is half of, of a square? Maybe someone out there took some advanced math. Uh, we have Peter Whiffen on tonight. He's enough, though. Uh, he is a great man of God, very experienced deliverance minister. And uh, he'll be coming on tonight doing some teaching. Where we have open lines. If you've been waiting all week for deliverance, we're not able to get through. This is your time tonight. It's going to be kind of quiet um, in some parts of the world. That means you've got an opportunity to dial in tonight. I'm going to have him up on uh, Channel 1, eight eight nine two seven four five okay is gonna be our number we'll activate blog talk here in a few minutes but right now what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna patch Peter in we're gonna go live here on MixLR and um, that will be in just a moment as soon as I can log in if you're here for the first time welcome aboard we've done it my best estimates about 1900 broadcast now to date pretty close they're in and that's in the last four years they're for free you can download them go over to blog talk radio get some of them there iTunes SoundCloud and I encourage you to check out the archives and get the ones that you miss and share them with a friend here we go we're dialing Peter Whiffen right now Sarah said half of a square is a rectangle Well, praise the Lord! Is this Brother Peter? Hello. Sh- shouts out, Peter. How are you doing tonight? All right. How you going? Man, I'm doing good. How's my sound? Are you getting any loop back at all on your end? Um, I'm fine. Doing well. Do you have a headset, Peter? Um,
1: I have a headset, but no uh, no mic.
0: Okay. Um, well, you know what? You're prime on my the, list. The cordy- I think we'll make it for tonight, but I do owe you a Plantronics headset. That way you'll have a headset with a mic on it, too.
1: <laughs> that is all right. I'll go get one. <laughs> but, uh,
0: I got a headset, um, but it doesn't have a mic on
1: it. And we just tried another mic, but uh, you need software for that mic. So it didn't work. So um, well, We've been mixing around computers to get the best sound. This one is the best one we could get going.
0: Okay, I um, think we're going to be fine tonight. And as we're getting started, I want to say... Thank you to Sister Lisa and Albert for tuning in tonight from Texas. Uh, right now we've got with us tonight, uh, Peter, we've got Jan, Desi, Yahweh Forever, we've got Bal, Shike, we've got Pastor Samantha out in uh, Vegas, we've got Jekka, Freedom Annie in Toronto, we've got Carrie M, we've got Margaret is awake out in Texas. Uh, worship oh. what? That's amazing. Uh, it should be past Margaret's b- bedtime. She goes to bed about midnight. Worship Waters, we got. I know these people because we've had them on for so long. So many good people out there, been with us for years. I'm actually starting to remember some of your names. It takes a while to convert the acronym to the name, but Worship Waters, we got Light Bear in um, Australia, Eric the Red, Sarah Mustard Seed, and others out there. Well, Peter. I know some
1: of them, and um, I know some of them uh, been around for a while. Praise the Lord. I'm following the show, some. Some uh, been following the show forever since it started.
0: That's the truth. And um, some people no longer with us; they've been promoted. And yep. uh, there was a promotion in your family this week. Tell me about it, brother.
1: Amazing story. Um, um, I just uh, so thankful that um, that my dad, uh, my dad's life wasn't in vain, and. Um, Uh, He was 80 years old, and uh, we had his funeral last Friday, uh, just over a week ago, and uh, we had an incredible testimony here of his salvation um, about a month before he passed away. And um, I just, you know, have to thank Charlie Costello um, for his pastoral advice, because I was at a wit's end. I was going to visit my dad, who was really... You could tell he was dying. He was down to about, you know, 40 kilos, 25, 30 pounds, and uh, he wasn't in good shape. Bruises all over his body and very weak. And he's going, don't talk about God, don't talk about God. <laughs> so, I'm just like, done. I'm not going to look forward to his funeral because I'm going to have to go to his funeral, and um, I, I'm just not going to look forward to that day No that he went down. And um, so I was, I was asking Charlie about it one night on the prayer group and, and Charlie said to go and tell him that you love him. And, <laughs> I tried everything except that. So we go in and um, we go in the hospital and I put my hand on his shoulder and I go, Dad, I love you and um, I know I'm going to heaven. I don't know if you're going, you're not going there unless you ask Jesus to save you. I you and I want you with me in heaven. I don't want to be there and you're not there. I'll miss you. And oh my goodness, Shannon. <laughs> he starts going, dear Lord Jesus, save me. Wow. So what? Well, I nail it home because, you know, that's okay. I nail at home because, you know, I want to be sure. And um, I said, Dad, you need your sins forgiven too. And you have to ask Jesus to forgive your sins. So he goes, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive all my sins. <laughs> and uh, then he starts crying. And... Uh, Right there in the hospital, I just stood over him and put my hand in the air and said, You devil, you can't have my dad. He belongs to Jesus now. And you come off him. Yeah. And um, he starts coughing out demons. <laughs> right there in the nursing home. So um he, he got married twice and um His uh, second wife Clara is uh, from Fiji and and she's a believer and she happened to walk in, I missed her but she walked in after we walked out and Dad said to her, which she told me later, um, the report, he said, Peter's been coming to me for years and I always never listen and today I listen. So he testified that he accepted the gospel. How <laughs> good is God, our God, eh,
0: brother? That's a powerful testimony. Your dad is was at the edge of eternity. Yes, and was not. He was ready. missing.
1: Very, very close on the edge of the pit.
0: And God is good. You went in there. Out of the hospital.
1: And you know when you get those words from God that you're not expecting. You know, I think I was either half in the lift or half in the hall, and I got a word saying, "I'm giving you what you wanted, what you want, not wanted, what you want." And basically, he's telling me that God came and saved my dad because I wanted my dad with me.
0: Brother, God's good. Um,
1: you know. Yes, he is good and, and um, why, what I think is fantastic out of that is, is that he does put us in families and I had lost all hope of my dad. I was beside myself. And if we, if we want something like that, God's going to give it to us. And I want to just encourage everybody with their families. You will not. You will not lose your family
0: you know what Uh, I believe that's a that's a testament Peter that if uh, if we will not give up I believe God will save lost loved ones tonight Mm. if we will stand in the gap for them and not give up it may take some time I've heard testimonies of grannies who prayed for 20 years but what is 20 years Compared to 20,000 years in the lake of fire plus and you're just getting started You know okay. um, That's it, I walked out of that
1: hospital I couldn't get out of there quick enough because I didn't want him to say anything else <laughs> You know he could have died then because I knew I'd see him again and we'll have eternity To me it was a done deal. I can take it to the bank and um, you know, my dad's going to be with me. You know, he, he hasn't got much fruit. You know, he just died. But, um, you know, I, I prayed that he'd get some fruit out of his funeral. And, um, you know, my sister did, did a few things. Uh, uh, but my family, you know, I, I come from an unsaved family. So I'm the only one that got saved in the middle of all our family. And they all thought I was crazy and um, lost my mind. So, um, they've been struggling with me for years, and my sister said, we're not having a religious ceremony, uh, you know, we're going to get your cousin to be the, um, uh, uh, to do the eulogy, and, um, you know, we, she really was scared I was going to preach at the funeral, and, uh, um, but as it turned out, I, I just went along with it, because I was happy, I know where dad is, and I know, you know, let the dead bury own dead. I don't mind, but, uh. The Fijians all turned up, Shannon.
0: Who are the Fijians? Uh, they were uh,
1: friends of Dad's second wife. All tell- the Fijian islanders.
0: Oh, excuse me, the, the, from Fiji, the F- Fijians. Fijians from Fiji, yeah. Okay, so and, um, um, tell me about that. Was um, your, your parents divorced and your father remarried a lady from yeah, Fiji? Yeah, my parents divorced and
1: uh, Dad was married again. He had two long marriages, but uh, uh, the lady was uh, from Fiji because we lived up there for a couple of years. And and he actually was kind to her, married her, so she could come out here as well and uh, they stayed together. And she's a Christian, so, so she's got a future here. But um, we're up there, you know, it's like less than $2 an hour. No work. But anyway, um, the Fijians all show up at the funeral and they um, request to sing a song. And my sister's saying, we don't want a religious funeral. And um, I didn't want my either. But anyway, I wanted to honor God at the funeral. And um, they start singing a song up the front in Fijian language. And um, at the end of the song, my mouth fell open because they go, amen. <laughs> and they say hymns.
0: Wow. Now, did, did your well, father have any? I
1: arranged a proper Christian funeral for my dad where no one wanted one.
0: <laughs> well, praise God for that. Did your father have any children by his Fijian wife? No. So uh,
1: he, uh, it was just me and my sister, and uh, the person I spoke, and, you know, I made notes, and then I couldn't read them. <laughs> I got up to speak, and, and I just couldn't read the notes. So I just spoke and, and honored my dad, honored my mum, and thank God for saving him. And the the undertaker came up to me later and said that that's one of the best funerals I ever saw. Because everybody started howling and crying as soon as I started talking.
0: <laughs> now I know but, yeah. you I know you miss your father, but you know what? You know that you're gonna see him again, don't you? Yes. And that's the hope we got. Folks, if your family member that you love, they die, and they die in Jesus, and you also know Jesus, you will see them again. My grandmother's been gone now about three years. I miss her. But you know what? Yeah. I just think of it as she's on a vacation, yeah. you know, and I will see her again. So I don't worry about it. And you know what? You get to see everybody that uh, that died in Christ again. That's the good news. If you don't know Christ, and that would be a very sad time uh praise god for what he did for you man that's awesome do you have any brothers or just one sister
1: just my sister so um what's happened now is is that um you know uh actually there was, you know, there was some good happened out of it and um I, I, i'm really thankful because you know my dad's going to be with me of course and um i'm just now praying for the rest of my family my mom and sister and the others but uh, I think there was an impact and, and um, God has not stopped working you know at the right time my dad got saved he had no chance of backslide he was in the hospital <laughs> that was it and uh, with perfect diving for him and um, it was great God that will take easy.
0: he will take people if that's you know I've seen situations where he'll get someone as close as they can you know they've made a decision for Christ. He knows yeah. down the road if they'd gotten more time, maybe they would have backslidden, as yeah. would have been the case with my own father. My father knew the gospel. You know, he was yeah. preaching the gospel at age 16 in African American churches, and um, people would give him death threats. They'd say, We're going to kill you if you go back over to that church again. So, you know, he, he knew the gospel from a young age and um, went after mammon, backslid, hmm. and got struck down with cancer. And, um, I I, had a couple close calls, but God had mercy on him and he gave his back life back to Jesus. God got him as close as he was ever going to get and took him because I believe if my father hadn't lived longer, he would have probably backslidden again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, But you know what? Praise God. He got him into the heaven with the smell of smoke on him.
1: The smell of smoke. And, and you know, it doesn't matter, you know, um, It doesn't matter because eternity is is a little bit of time where it doesn't matter. (laughs) It just doesn't matter in the light of eternity. All this doesn't matter. Amen. You know, I realize now the gospel is God making a family for himself to enjoy. We're made for the glory of God. That's our purpose in life is to be, uh, be the glory of God, which is to be in the love of God as a family. You know, one of the things you cannot purchase even when you God is love. You, you, you can't buy love. You can't make someone love you. You, you can't manipulate love. Love is a free choice. And God loved us first. He hasn't been unfair. He, he said, I love you first. Now come and love me. And he's finding out here loves him. Two, he knows who loves him by the actions of men. What we do, how we carry ourselves, how we treat others, made in his image. This man is made in the image of God. My dad is made in the image of God. God of course saved him because God wanted him saved, but he also saved him because I love
0: my dad. I say amen to that. Uh, Sarah tuning in tonight uh, through a verse in the chat room, Acts 16.31. It says, uh, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved and you and your household. I say amen to that.
1: Yeah.
0: God has given the the promise. sorry.
1: No, you go ahead. The question is, do we love our household? And um, Charlie, you know, amazing, just pointed me in the right direction because honestly, I was at a loss. And, uh, I actually got to the point where I was in tears after visiting him. I couldn't go back.
0: Well, you know what? Praise God. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it was a traumatic situation for you, but you know what? You, you, you stood in the gap for your father, and it paid off. He's in the presence hey, of the Lord tonight. No more suffering. Um, he's in, brother. You're going to see him again. Praise God for that. So now, uh, how? what is the status of your mother? Is she still alive?
1: She's still alive. And, um, you know, she's not believing. So um, I want to thank her. You know, I, I said, Mom, I, I was able to leave Dad into heaven. I, I, I talked to her very softly about it, you know, not to offend. And, you um, she said, oh, we don't believe in the rights. So, but, you know, Mom is fine that, she, that she's going on works. You know, and, um, she's a beautiful mom. She's a beautiful job as a mom. And, and loves us. And she's my sister.
0: Yeah. Brother, you're, you're, forgive um, me for interrupting you. Your audio is very warped and muffled. Um, oh, sorry. Are you on a, a wireless connection or are you on direct connect?
1: Um. I'm on wireless, I can uh, I can reconnect it. I just wonder if it's the microphone on this yeah. computer.
0: I just was curious. I use and look at the connection. I think that I think that's not a problem tonight because you're not breaking up. It's just um, it's very muffled. Do we have okay. Do we have any um, other microphone we could use?
1: Um, no. Uh, the one I the headset I used just broke. <laughs> the okay. End, the end broke off it. I should have went down and got another one. Anyway. That's okay. I'll try to uh, talk louder into the mic here.
0: Okay. Um, if you sit a little bit closer to it, that may, that may help. Um, yeah. That's awesome. We're yeah. live right now with Peter Whiffen from Gold Coast of Australia. Okay. Peter, on this last show we did uh, just a few minutes ago with C.K. Quarterman, we were talking yeah. about the King James Bible. It's a controversial subject. You know, some people, uh, they've chosen to to read other versions. You know, that'll have to be between them and the Lord. Um, yes. That, Again, I stick with the King James, but as I mentioned, I I will look at the Bible software and try to get some illumination on some of the harder-to-understand verses for me, and I don't believe there's a problem with that. But um, interestingly enough, God led you um, to work on a Bible project, and some may not be aware of what you've been working on for a few years. Tell us about what you did.
1: Okay, uh, thank you for bringing it up because um, (laughs) I was listening to Kim talking about the Bible and a project got laid on my heart about the names in the Bible. And, um, you know, we know the name of Jesus and we know that God changed people's names, Abraham to Abraham and and all of that. So uh, when when we started doing deliverance, you know, we get cases where... um, It's too hard. Some are hard cases. So so I had to go digging back in the Bible and uh, studying, trying to get solutions for trying to get people free. And it came on my heart about the names. So I started off in the book of Joshua, and um, I got the meanings of the names of the people and put them next to their name in the text. So I, I got things like um, the Jordan means descender. And the first tribe across is Reuben, which means behold a son. And the Jordan was parted between Adam, a village called Adam, and another village called their distress. And you can say, behold a son walks across the descender, parting it between Adam and his distress. And I went, wow. Then I started finding things like the cave of the shepherd. Um, I started finding things like villages called I've Been Bewitched, Um, other villages called Hidden. And I started thinking, wow, God God has made the name meanings give the message of the Bible. So then I did some research and I I found out that 17% of the words in the Bible are names. We have a situation here where most of those names are outside our vocabulary To me, they look like Chinese Um, you know, what does Ludden mean? What is mirror, uh, what does Resin mean? Nina, Kang, Noah, We should know what Noah means What does mean? So there's means and what I found uh, Shannon was the message of God's Word Is consistent even in the means of the names of the people and places in the Bible Have I did 33,000 entries in converting the Bible Into names and things like the land of Canaan means the low land which is the land of the humble. Noah means rest. And Job means persecuted. So how can one read the Bible and understand what God's message is if you don't know the meaning of the names? I just can't see it. So I had a version that I'd made, and um, I've now got it to the point where it's ready to print. And I did try and print it on CreateSpace, but there's too many pages for their format. Um, I did put a New Testament up there, but uh, I've now got a, a price out of uh, um, a price out of Korea to do some nice, like uh, soft cover, of proper Bibles, uh, two color. Um, but the problem is, you've got to order like thousands as a first order, so it's a bit of money just to get this going. That uh, I use the King James Version so that we keep the King James Version and just add the meanings of the names as you read along in the Bible. So that's my Names Amplification Bible.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool. Again, it's called the Names Amplification Bible. And so yeah. you have taken uh, terms in the Word of God, locations, names of people etc that maybe we have just glanced over not even understanding that uh, they have uh, real meanings behind them don't they
1: they do and um, what it does is it opens up revelation that god already wanted us to know but it's been hidden because the meanings of the names are out of our vocabulary and um, i found things i found the milk um, <laughs> I, I found the, the story in Judges chapter 4 about the milk. And um, uh, the, remember the guy there, Cicera, Um, his name means battle array. But when you start reading it like that, you think, what? The milk put to sleep the battle array? What's going on there? And the king of the promised land is called active insight. David means active insight. That's interesting. That's the seeing eye. what's going on there so all of a sudden we see more color coming out of the bible for our understanding
0: uh g- this, give hmm? give oh, the name so, uh, give another example the name of the river jordan what does that mean
1: it means descender and uh if i go up to uh if i go up to uh we go up to the uh the book of joshua we'll see it says the descender or the Jordan overflows its banks at the time of harvest. Now there's a message there of today. The evil is flooding the earth at the time of harvest, which is now. And I found, uh, Shannon, I I found no man could have written the Bible. No way in the world, because the names and the meanings of the places and people are all organized for the message it is amazing uh, the more I read this Bible the more I just hug it and fall in love with it um, I just realize that God loves us so much he's given us clear messages in this Bible but the the enemy has cloaked it by taking out the meanings of the names in the translations even the Amplified Bible doesn't touch the names
0: that's pretty amazing stuff so um,
1: you get the, the meaning of the Hittites you know you hear the Hittites the Jebusites and all of that yes a Hittite means descendant of terror so now you get the reason why they were the enemies of Israel. The Canaanites means zealous. And that's like the demons, they never give up.
0: <laughs> that's
1: true. Um, guess what the Philistines means? Tell me. I've said it before, but it gets me every time. Grief causing borrowing immigrants. Wow. Now, what are the Palestinians doing today?
0: Causing making everybody t- grief. Well, you know why? Grief.
1: Causing grief, making tunnels, barrowing.
0: Yeah, they are. They are, and you know what? They put. Um, they put that leadership over there in office, which is you know. Getting behind children to, to hide while they're firing missiles on, and rockets on Israel. You know, yeah. the Palestinians like uh, the. Um, The son of, what is the name of the group over there? That's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, ISIS? No, in um, in Hamas. Hamas, yes, thank you. The son of the current Hamas leader, okay, they did a a documentary on it. He was uh, recruited by Israeli intelligence and he came over. And basically he was on um, Hannity a few months ago, interviewed and he said, look, most of the Palestinians over there don't want all this. The problem is, is we have elected the Hamas leadership, and they're the ones that's causing all the rest of us grief. He said, uh, how many more got to die before our people will wake up and realize the problem is Hamas, and we need to let Israel do its job, because they're training kids to be suicide bombers, and you know, then they're hiding behind women and children, you know. Using yep. them as targets, so I don't want to um, spend a whole program on that. So
1: they, they, they think they'll get away with it, but uh, there's a couple of scriptures that um, have really been uh, up in front of me these days. Yeah, um, tell me. Um, a couple of fundamental, a couple of fundamental, really solid scriptures. Um, Romans chapter one says, we can actually see the unseen. A way to see the unseen ways of God.
0: Really, hmm, you piqued yes. my curiosity. A way,
1: there is a way you can do it, and God has made it very clear for us to see the unseen. Tell me more. If, if we go to Romans one, we can we can read it, but um, and it's and it's it's amazing because I take this scripture now after seeing the names Bible. Because God made the creation To show the unseen So that we are not left in the dark And that we can't see things We go to Romans 1 We see here in verse 20 For the invisible things of him From the creation of the world Are clearly seen This is how Jesus said, I believe, I don't do anything I haven't seen the Father do. And I believe Jesus saw it in the creation and he saw it in the Old Testament Scripture. Jesus had an understanding of the names. So so did Paul and the early church. So that man is without no excuse, not because he hasn't got a Bible. He's got no excuse because of nature. Because it's made in our own bodies. And it made me ponder things like why it is called the land of milk and honey. You know we covered the milk before, haven't we? Yes. Well, I was looking up more about the honey. And you know the honey is amazing. About it. I found it amazing. I found where Jesus got his understanding from milk and honey. I read the scripture. If one wants to, if one wants to get discernment in the ways of God, we need milk, and we need honey. <laughs> it's spiritual milk and spiritual honey, Um, we covered the milk, which is not just teaching. The milk of the word is a spiritual force. As per per Judges chapter 4, it was used to put to sleep the battle array, and then later that battle array could be killed. The Apostle Paul said, sorry, Peter said, Apostle Peter said in 2 Peter 2.2, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk. Now that's not teaching. That is a spiritual force that God uses to put to sleep our enemies. That by it you may grow up into salvation. Therefore, without the milk, you can't grow. Now, if we go to Romans 1, that says the natural shows the invisible. We know that without the milk, a baby doesn't grow. So there we have the two witnessed in the scripture that we need to pray for milk to put our enemies asleep. Too many of us are battered and bashed And harassed by the battle array of Satan You know Shannon I pray this milk now As the first step in delivering people The first step is to get The spirits to sleep that are harassing them Up in um, Judges chapter 4 It says Blessed is she among women in the temple. He asked for water and she gave him milk. The demons come from dry places, they want water, but we give them the milk and they go to sleep. It's God's way, which is anesthetic. If people are having problems, problems with their whole family, you can just simply pray, Oh God, I order my enemies to be fed milk. The milk as per Judges chapter 4 and the milk that Paul and Peter talked about. You know, we had some testimonies on that sort of thing. Uh, I had a um, person we know, um, little boy wouldn't go to the toilet. Four years old, still in diapers, driving mum up the wall. The boy wasn't even there and we prayed the milk and the next day he went to the toilet ever since. Amazing. Powerful. Yet, you have to walk in the promised land to accept some of this because the promised land is the low land. It's the land of the humble. I'll give you some scriptures here. In Corinthians 3.2, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready. That's the step Paul used. The first step was to feed them. He fed them with milk. Hebrews 5.13 For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. You can live on it without skill. In God's amazing love, he's made a way we can live on the kingdom without skill. We have an anesthetic, a weapon we can use, we don't need any skill for. Then we can come further and get the meat part of it, which is the full deliverance, and hold it. If we skip the step of the milk, we have a danger of the kingdom of darkness rebuilding in people. Because they're not asleep and they're trying to cast spirits out, they're trying to come back, and the person's life is, is just a traffic zone. This is why it's called the land of milk. If we go down, we'll find that, um, we'll find that Jesus got his way with milk. I'm just looking for it here. Yeah. Okay, we got it here in um I gotta <laughs> find it there.
0: Brother, your audio is uh, starting to warble really bad.
1: Oh. Is that
0: better? Uh that's a little bit better.
1: A little uh, bit better, uh, sorry.
0: Now, here's okay. what I want before I forget, here's what I want you to do. I want you to email me today. Your mailing yeah. address, because I've got a brand new headset with your name on it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to send it to you like Sunday. I'm
1: sorry about this. I, I should have took off and went and got another headset. That's all, um, that's all right.
0: right. We'll, do, uh, we'll do a shortened version of the show tonight. I don't think we'll have good enough quality to take audio calls tonight, but I promise to you folks, I'm going to send this headset out to Peter on Sunday. And when he gets it, we're going to schedule a call and it'll be crystal clear. We'll get you. What you want to do is when you get the headset, uh, also just jack right into your modem with an Ethernet cable. And that'll take care of any other problems you got. Okay. I've learned a little bit uh, in four years. Uh, cell phone connections suck and so do Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, let me restate. You said that the word of God talks about it's the land of milk and honey. And most people, including myself, have just read that and moved on, not even thinking that there was actually an underlying significance to that choice of words. Would that be a uh, fair statement?
1: That's a fair statement. It's not the land of praise and worship. It's called the land of milk and honey by God who is almighty and all-knowing and he's all-wise and he knows what he's doing. And it's there so we can pay attention to it. He set it up in the natural world. What is, what is a type and shadow of a mother feeding her baby milk?
0: Well, she's uh, trying to give them nourishment.
1: Yes, it's love in action. Love in action, yes. It's love in action. And it's God loving us, feeding us his love, is the milk. Uh, I can prove it from the scripture that, you know. Um, so if we get Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, we will see where Jesus got his understanding from. And this is very important because, you know, I've had friends reject me on this doctrine, but it's not to be rejected. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Who is that? That's Jesus. Jesus, yes. Next verse. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. That's a key.
0: That's what it says, doesn't it? Butter and honey. Yes. So what's that mean? That's a good question.
1: If we go up to Judges chapter 4 and 5, we'll find that the enemy was fed butter from a royal dish. By the lady whose name means mountain goat, by the way, which is a sheep that climbs the heights.
0: Now, why didn't she just give him a chicken leg or some mutton? You know, some (laughs) lamb and a French fries and a hamburger. Could have given him anything under the sun, but this was, there's a reason for it, wasn't
1: it? There's a reason because God's getting our attention to his ways in the spiritual. The whole Old Testament is a type and shadow in the natural of a spirit world, so we can see the unseen. Romans 1 says the natural, which includes the Bible, is made to show what happens in the unseen. The characters in the Bible through their names are types and shadows of spiritual things and spiritual beings and the way to maneuver in the spirit. So, he was fed butter from a royal dish, Now, what is butter? How do you make it? You churn up milk. So it is the stirred up love of God fed to our enemies. That's why we're taught to pray, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And stir the love of God to us
0: now I want you to go back to the stir example.
1: okay go on
0: uh, yep. what, no no you uh, you talk about the honey and then I want you to do a return over there to battle array again
1: okay we can we'll go up to C Sierra battle array uh, judges chapter 4 and uh, you'll see we can uh, we can read the passage it's an amazing passage because uh, it says that the woman is blessed among women. That is the most blessed woman in the Bible. And I believe it's a type and shadow of the church. So if we go up to there, we can see it. It's a fantastic passage. Um, I can read it in my name's Bible.
0: And uh, leave
1: it without the names you, you, you can't find this stuff
0: okay very important there there's a significance then behind the, the names and locations using the Word of God now these are real people real places but they have significance you know uh, about the only frame of reference I have is I know a little bit about you know when people name children they usually or they used to they like to have a you know a name and like it to mean significant for something you know what is its meaning and it seems like we've lost a lot of that. And uh, when you, what you're talking about tonight, I never heard of before, but it's making perfect sense now that God had meanings behind these locations, and it it brings out great truths that we may it not ever... It also
1: means, Shannon, the Bible can't be changed, because the names of the people and places are history. They cannot be changed.
0: Correct. Correct. Uh, Jordan River is an actual river. I, I was in it one time. Um, yeah, if you, you change the name of it now, it's still the Jordan back then. Absolutely. So these are real locations, but I guess what we're trying to drive home here is there's more to it. As you're about to find out, set the story right now about what what war was going on at the time that this uh, this um, this general, was he a general or a captain, this commander?
1: He was a commander, and there was a war of Israel with him. He ended up on foot, and um, he came to their place, which was a tent. And we can pick it up here in Judges chapter 4, verse uh, 17. Howbeit Cicera, which means battle array, fled away on his fleet to the tent of Jael, which means mountain goat, the wife of Heber, which means Conrad, the Kenites, the Smiths, for there was peace between Jabin, which is active insight, and the king of Hazor, the castle, and the house of Heber, Conrad, and the Kenites, the Smiths. Now, now Jabin is the king of the promised land, active insight. And Jael, which means mountain goat, went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. For when he had turned into her, into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk, and gave him drink, and covered him. Again he said to her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man doth come, and inquire of thee, say, Is there any man here? And thou shalt say no. Then Jael Mountain Goat, the wife, uh, Heba's wife, took a nail of the tent and took a hammer in her hand and went softly under him and smote the nail into his temples and fastened it to the ground for he was fast asleep and weary. And behold, Barak, which means, by the way, lightning flash, pursued C. Sierra and Jael Mountain Goat came out to meet him. And telling the story of how he died.
0: Brother, he made a big mistake that night. He shouldn't have been drinking milk. He needed a Red Bull or some coffee to stay up. <laughs> so this guy, they're losing the fight, and he he's trying to look for a place to flee. She comes out of the tent and says, Motions, come on in here. I'll hide you. And he gets in there, and she throws like a big skin over him, big blanket, a mantle, and gives him some milk, and it put him to sleep, did it?
1: Yes. Now if we go over to if we go over to chapter five, um verse Good for
0: 24, her, by the way. Yes.
1: Chapter five, verse 24 in Judges, it says, as Blessed above women shall Jael, mountain goat, wife of Heber, the conrad of the Kenites, be blessed, shall be above women in the tent. That that puts her number one. Because she the took this. He asked for water. She gave him milk. She brought forth butter in a lordly dish. Oh, there we go. She put her hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer, and with the hammer she smote. See, Sierra, battle array. She smote off his head when she had pierced and stricken through his temples. At her feet he bowed. He fell. He laid down at her feet he bowed. He fell where he bowed there. He fell. What do you think it is?
0: We're uh, we're breaking up there Peter. Hang on a second. I'm going to try to bring you back in on Skype. Folks, I apologize. We're having a little bit of sound trouble tonight. We're going to try him back on. Stand by. Peter, do I have you back? It's not your fault, brother. Uh, These things happen. Okay, so um, you left off where he fell at her feet. She's given him milk when he asked for water, put a nail through his head. He nailed him.
1: She nailed him. It says she put her hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with a hammer she smote C. Sierra Battle Ray. She smote off his head. She nailed him to the ground.
0: That's what the word says. Over to
1: verse 21, chapter 4. It gives the story there, there again. Then J. L. Mountain Goat wife took a nail off the tent. Ah, it's a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly under him and smote the nail into his temples and fastened it into the ground for he was fast asleep and weary so he died. What would we call a tent peg? What another thing could we call is a tent peg? A stake. Isn't not our bodies a tent? Okay and wouldn't the cross be a tent peg and the cross the nail the nails that nailed Jesus to the cross the tent peg nails the battle array against us to the ground now what is the ground Romans 1 says the natural shows the hidden things God said to Adam, curse is the ground for your sake. So here we have the spirits in battle array against us nailed to the curse by the cross.
0: That's a type and shadow of deliverance. So embedded into this story about uh, this lady who managed to To kill this um, the enemy leader, commander, by drawing him into the tent, gave him milk, put him to sleep, put a nail through his head, then took his head off. There was no more battle to be fought at that point. You take out the the big guy, I guess the others will, will scatter, won't they? They will. The next one to go
1: that they defeated was Active Insight, which is the king of the promised land. Now this active insight being defeated, okay, is what happened in the garden. Let me take you right back up to Genesis. We go back up here to Genesis uh, chapter three, I think it is. We have here um, Isaiah, uh, we'll go here to first to Isaiah 7.14 where the butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Now, what did Satan say to Eve?
0: Hath God said?
1: What did Satan say to Eve about what happens when you eat from the tree?
0: Oh, you will have the knowledge of good and evil and, you know, be like unto a God.
1: So the butter and honey... Helps us manage this fall situation we're in. Helps us to now know to refuse the evil and... What happened to the eyes? The serpent in chapter 3, Genesis... Verse 5 says, For God does know that in the day you eat thereof your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. That, I believe, is the access of demons into people. God's is little g there. And knowledge is, is penetration, like coming in and knowing. And the eyes opened. Now here we have, right back up here in Isaiah, Jesus eating butter and honey, so he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good.
0: Do you have any... uh, No, go ahead, you finish your point. Continue.
1: So the honey, we're going to the honey... The butter we've now seen is deliverance of our evil enemies. The first step is the subduing of our spiritual enemies with deliverance using the milk and then the meat. The milk to subdue our enemy and the meat to take out the active insight once we've got the ability to hold our deliverance. The land of milk and honey I could make a statement here that the promised land is the land of deliverance and healing. And this lines up with the gospel, as you go, cast out devils and heal the sick.
0: Well, that's exactly right, because uh, before they entered into the promised land, they they were in bondage, weren't they? They They were. were, They were literal slaves. And that's what Satan...
1: The land was full of inhabitants, yet it was promised to them. They had to go and fight.
0: And that's what happens uh, with, with people. Satan has taken people captive at his will. He's got them bound up. They've been invaded by Philistines, demons, that are harassing and tormenting and driving and (laughs) burrowing even deeper Um, launching attacks on us trying to take us out trying to destroy us and um, deliverance brings people out of bondage doesn't it it does takes them into the promised land getting back the land that was ours all along but the demons have invaded
1: that's right so the the scriptures point to. The scriptures point to the honey healing of the eyes. There is a scripture that says Jonathan dipped his hand into the honey, and his eyes were
0: enlightened. Well, now that was uh, during a time where um, they were low on food rations. And or or let me back, let me get the story right. Uh, King Saul, he had declared no one to eat or drink, didn't he? That's correct. What was the reason for that? Do you remember?
1: Um He had some decree uh, to make them fight or something.
0: Okay, so he put everybody into like a permanent fast, didn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and his son was out there uh, fighting when he was weak. So what did he do? He went in and grabbed some honey.
1: Yep. He grabbed some honey and he ate it, and his eyes were enlightened. First Samuel 14, 29. Then said Jonathan, Jehovah, which means Jehovah has given, my father has troubled the land. See, I pray you, how my eyes have been enlightened because I tasted a little of this honey. Mm. First Samuel fourteen
0: twenty seven.
1: 27. But Jonathan which is Jehovah has given heard not when his father charged the people of the oath. Wherefore he put the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in the honeycomb and put the hand to his mouth and his eyes were enlightened.
0: So this is more than just getting a little uh, burst of um, energy, isn't it?
1: Yes. Another place it says, well, that Jesus was feeding on the honey So he knew how to choose the good and the evil Proverbs 24, 13 says My son, eat thou honey because it's good And the honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste So so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul When thou hast found it And there shall be a reward And thy expectation shall not be cut off There's another place where it says the honey comes from the rock. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones.
0: So um, for those that are just tuning in who may have gotten lost at this point, joining us late, We started tonight with uh, Peter explaining how God had um, showed him that there is significance in names in the Bible. How many uh, names did you calculate that um, are in the Bible right now that we overlook and really don't understand the meaning?
1: Um, There are, um, let me go up here, there's a total of 14,565 unique words in the King James Bible. Of these words, 2,600 are names.
0: And these names have meaning. Um, Do you believe that they knew the names back then? Yes.
1: Israel means God prevails. Solomon equals peace. And all the names have meanings. Eve means life. Adam means red. And everything has a unique name. Let's take the story of Cain and Abel just quickly there. Abel's name means breath. Cain's name means possession. So you can say possession kills the breath. In the story of Cain killing Abel, we have a a story in the meaning of the names pointing to sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. They were named because they God named them. It is just amazing, you know. Amalek, um, Cain means possession. Seth means compensation. Enoch means dedicated. Lamech means powerful. And it goes on and on. It's it's everywhere. Uh, you can get into some of, the, some of the passages, some of the pages in the Bible are all names. There's no way you can just be looking them up as you read along.
0: This is pretty amazing. Uh, I, I think it's cool.
1: You've got the 31 kings. You know, have you heard of the 31 kings in the, um, in, 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 um, uh, with Joshua in, in the promised land? The 31 enemies of Israel... All their names mean things. (laughs) Uh, You've got the meanings of the dukes of Esau. One of them means darkness. Um, And they turn up. When we do a word search now using the PDF version of this Bible, you'll get a lot more scriptures if you search a word because it'll come up in the name meanings now where it wouldn't have come up before.
0: What do you think about... hmm? Do you think that that even translates over today? What about um, some of these guys and gals in the news, like Bernie Madoff? He made off with a lot of money. <laughs> do you <laughs> think true. that? Do you think God already knew what this guy was going to do, uh, and his his future actions were embedded in his name? Yes,
1: could be because you know you know uh, the president. Yes. You, you know, you know the meaning of Barack. Uh, tell me, it's like lightning flash.
0: Lightning flash.
1: You know, and you can go to Revelations chapter nine eleven, and it's there's two there's two destructions there, and it says they'll be given a leader from the bottomless pit. Wow. So that that started after nine eleven. So the leader comes in from the bottomless pit, and you, we've all seen what he's done.
0: Yeah, he's got some repenting to do as most of these presidents here in America. They've all done some serious damage to this country. It's sad.
1: Here's the scripture. Revelation nine eleven, And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew one is one from beyond, and the tongue is Abaddon destruction, but in the Greek the tongue has his name, Apollyon destroyer. So you've got... Two destructions mentioned in Revelation nine eleven.
0: <laughs> wow. so there are there are, there are significance to names. There's no doubt about that. Now, in your names amplification Bible, what have you done? You've got the uh, King James text there.
1: King James sixteen eleven text. Yes, which, which, which was uh, there to use, and then I added all the all the meanings of the names uh, thirty. 33,500 or something inserts in there.
0: How long did it take you to do this?
1: It, it's taken a couple of years to get it right. Amazing. And, um, I did it all really quick, but then I my editing just took ages. And um, I, I had to persevere and persevere night after night after night editing this.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Where did you actually find the definitions for the names? Where did you go?
1: Uh, I I found them. Um, I found them from the Strong's concordance and the dictionaries, and I looked them up. And you know, uh, a lot of them are really um, pretty straightforward. I actually used um, uh, BlueLetterBible.com, and and you can uh, click on the Strong's number really easily, and and, um, and get the meaning.
0: Uh, so you weren't looking for any uh, locations or people's names, et cetera?
1: A lot of them were very simple, uh, uh, very straightforward, but some of them I had to go and really research. Um, like Egypt, for example. Um, what is Egypt? Egypt that says the land of the coops. And, and I'm thinking, such an important place in the Bible, what's that mean? <laughs> Land of the Coops? It doesn't mean anything. What does that mean? And, uh, yeah, it's like uh, coffins or graves or land of the graves, I suppose, the tombs. Amazing. So I dug further, and uh, the original name of Egypt is the Dark Land. Why? Because the Nile overflows its banks and puts dark soil everywhere. there you have the natural pointing to the supernatural. So what you can say, Moses' name means drawn. So you can say Moses drew Israel, which means God prevails, out of the dark land, out of the darkness, through the Red Sea, signifying the blood, on its way to the promised land.
0: Let me throw another one at you. What about um, Jacob and Esau? Any significance there?
1: Um, yeah, God said Esau, Esau, he hated, and um, Jacob's name wasn't very nice, and um, there is some significance there that I found with Jacob, because if we go to Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter forty-nine, we see something interesting. Where he promises what will happen to Israel in the last days By the way, I believe that Israel Is a type and shadow of the blessings And the body of Jesus Because in the showbread table they have 12 loaves Sprinkled with frankincense As a memorial and we had to sit at the table judging the twelve tribes of Israel, which I believe is discerning what to use from the blessings of Israel, as harvested by Jesus and broken in his body for us to use. It says here in Genesis forty nine, and Jacob, which means supplanter called unto his go. sons. Supplanter.
0: That means he basically steals, doesn't he? Takes yeah. away. He took he his wasn't brother's honest. birthright. He wasn't <laughs> honest when he, he goes in there and took his brother's birthright, man, over a bowl of porridge. Yeah. Oh well, he crooked his brother. You know what? He paid a heavy it, price on later, didn't he?
1: He did. And it and it goes on to uh it, he goes on to say, uh, gather yourselves together and hear you sons of Jacob and hearken to Israel, which means God prevails your father. Um he says there in the first verse, gather yourselves together and I tell you what shall befall you in the last days. So there's a bit of sign here in the last days. And um, some of these tribes, um, Shimeon means heard, Levi means joined, Judah means praised, Zebulun exalted, Dan means a judge. Listen to what he said about Dan. Verse 16, Genesis 49, Dan, a judge, shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. God prevails. Dan, a judge, shall be a serpent, by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse's heels, so that the rider shall fall backward. What is that? I believe that's when we start judging on our high horse. And we will be guaranteed to backslide.
0: You have heard the expression, you know, get off your high horse.
1: <laughs> yep. I think that's where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing, eh?
0: Now, listen, as it relates to the uh, ministry of deliverance, yes. what have you found out about the um, Satan's forces? Are they set up like a military? Um, I'm talking about banners, flags, scrolls, things like that. Yeah.
1: They're just set up like the natural. Once you get your eyes around and your heart around Romans uh, chapter 1, you can look in the natural and see how things are working, and you can see that that's how the spirit world works. So when it calls it an army, it's set up just like a normal person's army, like the old armies. With, with, with people in charge, captains, troops, flags, banners, horses, chariots, all that sort of stuff. But they are spiritual, but we've been shown the natural so we can understand what's going on in a, in a world we can't see. Now, what I found is, is fundamentally, fundamentally, God has told the serpent that you will eat the dust. You will go on your belly and you will eat dust. Now, that's the judgment for the tricking, the lying. He lied, didn't he, to Adam and Eve? Right. And he got judged for it. So basically, the serpent and, the serpent and his seed, they also must be kicked out of the garden. They are, I believe that they go on their belly with no legs and arms. It's a type and shadow of nobody. You will have no body anymore. And that's why they have to pirate people's bodies and come in. And and man, Adam was kicked out of the garden and Satan has to be driven. It actually says Adam was driven out of the garden. So man has to be driven. Satan has to be driven out of man. And they must be made to eat the dust. The dust, God said, the earth is cursed. The ground is cursed for your sake. I believe that was a blessing so the man can get delivered because Satan has to eat the curse because cursed is he that hangs on a tree. So we be making the spirits eat the curse and nailing them to the curse like C. Sierra with the tent peg. The cross nails the The devil to the curse The devil put Jesus on the cross Now The devil must go on the cross He has to reap it He must reap it This is taking up our cross And following Jesus We've been given a cross To nail our demons to We are to execute judgment We've been given the right to execute judgment. And I'll give you the fundamental scripture in Genesis where we have the right to demand the payback for the blood of Jesus Christ. And that is Genesis chapter nine, verse five. And surely the blood of your lives I'll require at the hand of every beast. I believe that points to the demons as well. I will require it, and at the hand of man, and at the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whosoever sheds man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for the image of God he made him man. Now, Satan shed Jesus' blood. Without a doubt, he was the one in Judas betraying Jesus. Jesus said the people didn't know what they were doing. Father forgive them they don't know what they're doing Well who did When Jesus Was arrested in Luke chapter 20 Something Jesus said It was the power of darkness arresting Him The Pharisees hour and the power of darkness And he already called the Pharisees A brood of vipers This is why The blood Overcomes Satan because he Is required to Pay it to mankind him and all his seed. So, we have the right to nail Satan to the cross like C. Sierra to the ground with the pen peg. By the workman's hammer, which means we've got to work
0: and do it. How about that? It's pretty interesting. Pretty amazing.
1: Pretty amazing. We have the rights of judgment, and I believe the church has not exercised the other edge of the two-edged sword. The first edge of the sword saves us from our sin, and the second edge of the sword cuts the devil for his.
0: That's what it says, the two-edged sword. Yes. Yes. And the word says, uh, to execute the judgments written, that honor have all the saints. Yeah. Our job is to execute the judgment written for these demons. Correct. Are we the enforcers?
1: That's correct. And this is why Jesus could cast out demons before the cross. Because he saw it already as the authority of man Man was given dominion of the earth, not demons We already have dominion over them That we have the right to put the judgment on them because of the cross Because Jesus made the way there But Satan was already judged to eat the curse in the garden Psalm 119, 175 says, Let thy judgments help me. You start judging. You start judging and nailing it across your enemies, as per C Sierra, and you see your life change.
0: I agree. Uh, Deliverance is freedom, isn't it? That's our jobs.
1: And and the man
0: fell by eating, and
1: Satan falls also by eating. Whosoever eat the bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Satan is being told to eat the curse. Jesus' body has been notified as a curse. And Satan's being told to eat it. He has to eat the fall of man. Satan must eat what he's done to mankind by dishonesty. Satan is beaten by honesty and righteousness Where he made men fall by dishonesty This is why God has given it to mankind To execute the judgment And if we don't it doesn't happen
0: This is a deep study tonight. We're live right now with a wake-up
1: call for the church to start walking in judgment, not to people, but to the unseen spiritual enemies that are active in the whole world.
0: So, Peter, I want to bring you back uh, to current time. Um, Tell me about some of the deliverance that's going on that you're seeing in australia right now is deliverance happening there
1: yes yeah we're getting cases of um getting cases of people coming along um i've got a uh got a lady i ministering to at the moment can't stop washing her hands for 300 times a day and um we prayed the milk we haven't ministered to her yet we prayed the milk the other day and she had peace for a couple of days amazing
0: so she's got this uh nervous obsession uh they would call it obsessive compulsive disorder uh she has this desire to wash her hands several hundred times a day yes brother that's the work of demons right there
1: it is it's just driven you know and and um uh you know she's a uh, she's of asian, asian origin so so there's um most likely, you know, long history in the family of idolatry.
0: Wow. And uh, she's been tormented by these spirits for personal or probably ancestral sins or a combination. So yeah. um, how will you proceed with that case?
1: First of all, first of all, it's a uh, it's a it's a, it's a pray to to uh, bind up the activities and try and get her mind quiet which is the usual, we use all the usual things, binding and loosening, we use the milk, we use the um, authority that we've been given, which is the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And then we we get things quietened down and then start looking at the doctrine. And um, we start to straighten out any doctrinal issue, issues that will cause um, a loss of anything that's gained. From there, we start ministering the judgment of God on their enemies and casting them out.
0: Give me an example of some of the judgments that you'll execute on these demons. Okay. I believe that every part of the cross
1: is an answer for different human conditions. It's the cross that's the power of God unto salvation. So the Um, Crown of thorns Is is Against confusion in the mind I I think So I'll go, I'll get the person To walk through some of the things in the cross And say, dear God I, I receive, we will have communion We receive The blood shed for me And the body broken for me I personally receive it And the blessings of it in Jesus name And we take communion why? Eating is a form of full acceptance, swallowing hook, line and sinker, swallowing it. You know, when you do eating, you sign a contract, sit down at a restaurant, eat a meal, you've got to pay. So when you sit down and you eat the bread and the body of Jesus Christ in form of the of symbols, You are acknowledging by action and confession acceptance of God's blessing for you. It's very powerful. We get uh, spirits running out right there. Because they are connected to the person. And they are eating and drinking it too. (laughs) They can connect the person to sin. We can connect them to the Lord's Supper. And they have to pay for that blood So one thing we will do then is demand payment for the blood of Jesus Christ As per Genesis chapter 9 You spirits, we demand you pay for the blood of Jesus Christ right now You spirits, we nail you to the cross right now We execute on you the judgment of the death of Jesus Christ because it's all about Jesus. It's his death that has to be avenged on the devils, not ours. We all are afflicted because of reasons, but he wasn't. And that's his blood that overcomes them and faith in his blood. So his blood must be paid for. When we start asking demons to pay for the blood, they start coming out. My goodness. I will then get a demon to confess if he's talking. I'll get him to confess. I take the burden of the cross. You demon, you take the burden of the cross. I release that to you. I bind it to you. I give it to you and bind it to you. You know what they say, Shannon, every time? <laughs> What's the we reply? Can't be, we can't bear it. <laughs> And you know God laid on us nothing we couldn't bear. But you know the cross, he couldn't bear. Simon had to help him lift it. And I believe that's so he had a sharper edge on the other edge of the sword. Because these demons have got to bear something they can't bear forever. They must bear the cross of Jesus Christ. They must take his stripes. They must take his sufferings. They must take the judgment that he was given illegally. I had some demons tell me, we've tricked you. I said, yeah? You have a look at the cross. What happened to you people? And it shut up. Because it says in one place, had they have known, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory.
0: That's right. So
1: you command on them, and you can walk if you want to. It's a good thing for people to do is to walk through everything that happened on the cross. People that have had murder in their family, you know, abortions, murder, whatever, can say a prayer like this. Dear God, I accept the blessing that Jesus earned for me when he was held as a murderer in place of Barabbas. Dear God, I accept the blessing of the cross to pay for me and my family. And people get free saying those things. You can make the demons drink the bitter gall. Jesus was forced to drink bitter gall illegally. So the demons, I go, drink the bitter gall. Sometimes people's mouths open and they <laughs> the demons go, ah, yeah. <laughs> they can drink the of gall And they flee It gets too bad for them They get driven out We have to remember We had to cast out demons Not cancel them out Not talk them out Not coax them out Cast them out They have to come out Another very powerful confession Is to get people to confess I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb who came in the flesh. And I will go, they have been redeemed, you have to come out. It is a great confession because redeemed means fully purchased, not part payment, not deposit, full purchase. It takes the rights of the demons Away
0: Speak to um, Doing deliverance with non-Christians Will you do it?
1: Um, I wouldn't sit down And just do deliverance without giving the gospel first And then I would feed them the milk Which is not casting them out But putting them to sleep in the tent so the person then would see they had peace. And God gets a chance to show the gospel because up in the up in the account you'll find where he says, heal the sick, then tell them the kingdom's at hand. So okay. it is a chance for God to show his love to people and it's up to God. But I mean, if a person, any person wants prayer, I'll pray. Sure. And um, it's not for me to judge whether they... Uh, whether they're going to keep it, or not keep it, but I wouldn't cast, I wouldn't pray to cast everything out. <laughs> that would be wise, as we know they come back. But the, the steps are anyway for believers that, and anyone is the milk first, then the fixing up of doctrine, then the full deliverance to keep it.
0: So subduing those demons, and you preach, you're preaching the gospel to them, and then you're taking them through deliverance. Yeah. So, they can, so they, can, uh, be, they can be free, and then they can uh, hold the ground.
1: They can keep it. They have a choice then. But the ground's level, and they have a choice to keep it or go back. But there's a choice, not a driven thing happening. You know, they have got no choice.
0: That's interesting. So uh, we have a choice that we can keep the land we've got, or we can surrender it back to the enemy He wants to put us back in shackles again. By, opening, by going back and doing those sins again instead of repenting and walking away.
1: It reminds me of a story in there that, that I can share in the Names Bible, the story of Achan. Tell me. They're going to the village called Ai. You remember that one? Yes. Ai means heap of ruins. The king was hung from a tree. It's the curse. 12,000 inhabitants. I believe it's the curse of the law. They're going to defeat AI and they get, they get beaten. Israel gets knocked around. 5,000 die because there's sin in the camp, right, with Achan. Achan did an interesting thing. He took the gold and the silver and a garment of Shinar. Shinar means two rivers. You can't drink from two rivers. You can't get deliverance and the world at the same time. Many in the church are head off at the pass at the village of Ai and not getting their curses off because they're trying to row the world boat and God's boat.
0: They're being lukewarm, aren't they? Lukewarm. So the enemy takes advantage of that?
1: God can't deliver them because the enemy takes advantage and kills them.
0: The enemy's got legal rights, doesn't he?
1: Yep. And I tell you what, there's two enemies in the man's Bible that surprised me. Two villages came out to head off Joshua. By the way, Joshua means Jehovah is salvation. Guess what the name of those villages were? What were they? Well, one came out, and it lives next to another one. The one that lives next to is called Vanity. They live in the wilderness, and the one that came out to pursue after Joshua is called Beth Haven, House of God. So the house of God fought people to get free from the curses. That's the vain religion, the Pharisees standing in the door and stopping them entering. It's all there in the names.
0: That is amazing. If you're just tuning in tonight, we've been live with Peter Whiffin from the Gold Coast of Australia. Peter is the Names Amplification Bible available right now as we speak.
1: Uh, I've got the New Testament and some uh, drafts of the Old Testament up on Create Space, and uh, that you can find that at my web, namesamplificationbible.com.
0: Okay, that's one of your websites, namesamplificationbible.com. And what is yes. the other website?
1: The other one is hiskingdomstable.com.
0: Hiskingdomstable.com. Do you have any uh, teaching material on that website?
1: Yeah, that's the um, that's on there. Uh, the um, deliverances at the table booklet, and that's uh, download there for free download. That's the only download there, and it's there for that download. And let's uh, go and get that if you want it. It's got some of the scriptures here about the table. I'm just going to update that too in a little while to uh, add the milk at the table and the judgments. I've been working on that, and I'll turn that into a book at some stage.
0: May I also suggest that um, you actually include some prayers that people can pray based on these new strategies here?
1: Okay, yes. I I do in the book would have a prayer to pray the Lord's table because all the blessings come as per Romans 1. We get food and strength by eating food at the table with our family. And we get strength by being at the Lord's table. As per Psalm 23, it says he sets up a table in the presence of our enemies. James says if we don't ask, we don't receive. So who asks for a table to be set up? It should have been a tank or a sword or a gun or something. But it's not. It's a table because judgment is at that table for Satan.
0: Amazing! So you've used that in deliverance ministry.
1: Oh yeah! First time I used that, I summoned the spirits to the table of the Lord, and the lady screamed for it must have been three minutes. We thought she'd run out of breath.
0: (laughs) Wow! Now, so the Lord prepares the table. He prepares
1: the table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's verse five. And you will find, you will find the first. Also you will find with the table the first deliverance in the Bible which not many people know about which is in in um, in 1 um, Kings chapter 10 and it's the deliverance of Queen Sheba at the table of Solomon which his name means peace. When we go and preach the gospel we're to offer peace which is deliverance. There's a lot of people preaching the wrong gospel trying to get people converted but they're not going to do it the right way unless they go out and preach peace and give deliverance and healing which if we have a look here queen sheba's name means oath solomon's name means peace and it says in that passage in there that there was no more spirit in her first kings chapter 10 and the third fruit the third of solomon's table and the sitting of his servants, the attendants of his ministers, and their apparel, and his cupbearers, and his assent, by which he went to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her, which is Queen Sheba. This is why she freaked out and gave him lots of money, because she got deliverance. Well, If we isolate that scripture and pull it apart, we can see here that Solomon's name means peace, This is the steps of deliverance laid out by the rock stars of the old world so everyone would have known about it. God was amazing advertising there. Solomon equals peace. The sitting of his servants means like the ministers at the table. Their apparel is Jesus' righteousness on the ministers. His cup pairers means the cup of salvation. Ascent to the house of the Lord means to go to the boldly, to the throne of grace. No more spirit in her means deliverance, and her name means oaths forgiven. Oaths are forgiven. Her name also means seven, which I also think refers to the seven chambers of the heart and the seven strongmen that um, are in the demonic kingdom over people.
0: So people have read in that verse. It's the twenty-third psalm. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies.
1: Yeah, and, and skipped
0: it, and they didn't even pick up on what it meant. So you have found that uh, you can use that in spiritual warfare and deliverance. So uh, explain how you would do it again. If you're,
1: you have to feed. You have to. You have to fully accept and swallow. The blessings that God has done for you, it makes it personal. So you sit down and you eat. In your mind, you're accepting fully and praying fully to accept what Jesus did. That's eating. When you eat something, you fully accept it and take it into your body. And the shadow and type of it is you fully accept and believe what Jesus did with his blood and body. That's the first step. That's breaks the curse, as we know, and gives us the forgiveness, and his blood washes us. But then we cause our enemies to drink their judgment. Because Uh the scriptures say we are to make the enemies drink their judgment.
0: And how do you get them to drink the judgment?
1: By binding and loosing, the demons are subject to us. The, the disciples went back and said to Jesus, even the demons are subject to us. And the demons have been made by God who knows them and made them for this purpose. He made vessels of dishonor. They, when they get a big surprise, when we command them and they find themselves doing it. Do you, what do you, The what job do you? of the church is to make this known to them. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 gives the job description of the church And it isn't to have a party It's to make known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms God's manifold wisdom as achieved on the cross That is the intention that God intended It says God now intended through the church To make known his manifold wisdom to the spiritual forces of wickedness in the
0: heavenly that is powerful. What verse is that? Do you have that handy? Uh,
1: Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10.
0: That's amazing. So back it's to the-, the other
1: other Ephesians scripture says we don't fight against people. We fight against spirits. That's right. So we forget the people. We're looking at the spirits behind the people. The problem with mankind is, is that the spirits are in them. You can tell by the millennium what's changed. Satan's locked up and everyone goes well
0: Have you ever been able to ascertain the origin of uh, unclean spirits Where do they come yep. from
1: Yep There are two types I believe or there's more than two types but there's two categories and this is portrayed with the story of Jezebel <clears throat> she has two priests one is to the groves and one is to the <clears throat> one is to the Baal one is angels fallen and one is a mix of human and angels fallen and also a a kaleidoscope of perverted animals that happened before the flood. There was no place in heaven made for them. So when the flood came, they were stuck on the earth as lost souls with no bodies.
0: I like that uh, description, a kaleidoscope.
1: A kaleidoscope. You have mermaids. You have all the Egyptian, half men, half horses, all those old gods in the in iniquity where you can google all the pictures you'll see half everything they knew about creation these angels and they perverted nature and that's why god brought the flood which was a rescue a deliverance and a judgment
0: here's one thing that trips me up um when asked will there be um, marriage in heaven he said you know Do you not know that uh, we'll be as the angels in heaven who neither marry are given in marriage?
1: That's right. The angels that came down, it doesn't say they can't, they don't.
0: For them to actually mate with women and create giant offspring, they'd have to have genitalia, wouldn't they? Yes, or they knew how
1: to do the creation. They were part of creation. They were able to make a a mermaid. Do you think it's possible? They they had the knowledge of DNA. Amazing. So we don't know what they did in the beginning, but after that, the babies, the giants started making babies. And the bellies of the ladies burst because the babies were too big. Oh, yeah. Now, these souls never went to heaven. So Job chapter 30 as we know is the scripture all about it You read it in the term of the lost souls from the flood Being left on the earth after the flood With no bodies to go in And these are the demons They are half human, half angel, some of them And they enter men Some people say angels can't enter men Well the name of a cherub means indwelling blessing And it says, at the table, Satan entered Judas.
0: It does say that, doesn't it?
1: Satan is known as a fallen angel. You have it proven there. And you see judgment at the table in action there. Because Judas had wrong motive. And Satan could enter him because of the wrong motive at the Passover. He who eats and drinks, uh, Paul said some of you have died because you've, you've eaten in an unworthy manner.
0: Do you think it's saying Satan physically entered into this guy or do you think that Satan entered in through a proxy through one of his uh, demons?
1: No, Satan himself. It says Satan.
0: Entered into
1: him. He entered into him and... Um, then he left him, and Judas repented. That's what I think. Well, he he, knew, then he went and threw the money back, and the money witnessed. This yeah. is interesting too. The money witnessed against the Pharisees who gave it to him, and it's really interesting because they witnessed against themselves, saying, "This is blood money." <laughs> They're the ones that gave it to him, and they bought a field with it. And it's the blood money that brought the earth back with that field. There you have a legal transaction. How about that? Wow. That purchase of that field allows for our redemption of our bodies. And the earth.
0: Of course, he had a suicide demon, too.
1: He killed himself, yeah. He
0: killed himself. That's right. This is fascinating. It's-
1: So God says right up in uh, Genesis chapter, first chapters, that sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. His desire is for you. Now that's saying that there is access of evil and he calls sin a him. Sin is a person who thinks and plots and plans and has desire. You go there, and you can see it there in the story of uh, Cain and Abel. It's right there. You can walk through the you can walk through the book of Genesis, and you'll see everything principles laid out here. Cain, uh, it says here, uh, chapter seven, uh, verse seven of chapter four. If thou does well, thou shalt not be accepted. And if thou does not, well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. That's a person. The gods were entering mankind because of the fall and the eyes opening. Gods being fallen angels.
0: Do you have any take on why... um God had to give Adam and Eve skins to cover their nakedness, whereas they were running naked before. Their eyes were opened, right? Nakedness,
1: the the nakedness is a type and shadow of access of evil.
0: Okay, I'm glad you said that, because you see a pattern in present day. People that uh, walk around in skimpy clothes, they want to take their clothes off, they're running around naked. Usually that's a sign of demonization, isn't it?
1: It is. We are, our feeling of nakedness, and we're the only creature on the earth that that needs clothes. Our feeling of nakedness is our feeling of access of evil. And the other thing is, is fear also lets us know that spirits are after us. We have a, a, a misunderstanding of Adam and Eve because they couldn't understand, because they could not know love, because they weren't born from love. They were created, made. Adam be, was, became a living soul. Jesus was begotten. The second Adam was not made, he was begotten from love. He understood the love of God. Adam didn't understand the love of God, therefore he feared and hid from God. Did God toast him? No, God covered him. And God gives us a level of covering as shown in the book of Job where there is a hedge around us. He never left us completely exposed to Satan.
0: I tell you, this is a lot to process. This is this is real nuggets here. Really? Um, oh, yeah, this is great stuff. Um, I'm here in Vegas. It's known as Sin City. I didn't come here for any particular reason other than a door opened up. Uh, I wanted to change, and I said, well, I'll come out and check out the place, time zone difference. I, I need a break. I've been in Gainesville three years. My brother needs a roommate. But I decided to come out here and check it out, and uh, I stay away from the uh, – the strip area, I just live in the suburbs, and uh, one thing I notice is a lot of women walking around in skimpy clothes, and there seems to be this new outfit out, it's called short, 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 shorts, (laughs) and uh, what's interesting is I see the ladies, they're out in public, you know, I don't go looking for them, they're just right there, they'll walk past you, um, and they have these shorts that are so short. They know that they're short, and they're constantly having to pull them down. And I got to thinking, well, what's what's the motive behind that? Okay, uh, they leave nothing to the imagination, and then they must feel a little bit of shame because they realize that it's too short, and you see them physically trying to pull them down to make them a little longer, but they won't go any longer because they're already too short to begin with. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now you would say, It doesn't Why? make sense.
1: It Why? doesn't make sense, but but what it is, it's, it's people being run by spirits, yes. and they're sticking their finger up at God. And the spirits are showing off through the people. Do you they see even? a guy with tattoos? He doesn't wear a shirt in a cold day. He's got his arms out with yes. his big tattoos on him.
0: I'm I'm trying to get to the motive of what why would they do that and they must they feel uncomfortable otherwise they wouldn't be trying to pull it down especially if they see a guy walking up behind them. Now it's why the spirits,
1: were it's the spirits? It's as we know I think I don't know but it's the spirits that are doing it.
0: Do you think it's an internal struggle? They're, the spirits yes. are motivating them to show flesh, so they can uh, they can attract someone sexually. The demons they want to pull people into promiscuous lifestyle so they can transfer right.
1: Yeah, it's all about the demonic transfer. You uh, know, I was listening to you talking before. It, 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 if you get two people of the same sex, right? Yes. Why is the homosexuality being pushed? I believe this. It's this, and I have no scripture yet for that. And I haven't really, I haven't really looked. But the thing is is, is that when you get two people of the same sex together, the Bible says you become one flesh. That's right. But I believe the doorway opens for the other partner of the other sex. But there is no other partner there. So there is an open doorway at that point for demons to hop. Creates a vacancy.
0: Hmm.
1: And that's what I believe it is. But, you know, uh, that's something... One of the one
0: it. of the fastest ways for a demon to transfer in is uh, become one flesh with someone it's sexually transmitted.
1: That's right, and then there's a doorway open for the female, uh, the female partner that isn't present, so the demon uses that door.
0: So the demons inside of them are wanting to attract others into illicit sex, and that's why they
1: seven more ad- wicked
0: advertise their wares with the really shorty shorts, but then. Yeah. There must be something, some conscience left to them that they realize. You know what? This is a shame. They try to pull it down. I mean, I see it all the time. It's like, what? Don't, don't even leave the house with shorty shorts. If you're going to get out there and you get embarrassed and you have to pull them down, it, it doesn't even make sense. But that shows you the operation of demons working against people and they're battling, and that many times the demons get the upper hand and then destroy people. There's a struggle yeah, I've going never on. Yeah, have
1: heard of them? ever thought of the numbers of people that are alive today never has there been so many people alive on the earth and they're all ca- all vessels that can carry
0: demons take i want to take you back to tattoos for a minute uh, you had an interesting experience you went into a shop with some tat some people that were tattooed right <laughs> yeah tell me about that one again
1: i'm in the queue at the hardware store like home depot and um it's a long queue, so I've got nothing to do. And the people in front of me have got tattoos. So I, I see the guy's got a big one on his back. So I start up a conversation. And I, I say to him, hey, that tattoo looks pretty big. How much did that cost? And, and he said, nothing, because my girlfriend here does it. And uh, I proceeded to tell him that you'll get an extra thing for that tattoo that you didn't bargain for, but it's there. And uh, you'll get a demon. And uh, they both started holding their bellies. <laughs> and I, I said, I didn't take much perception. I perceived that you can feel those spirits running around there in your belly. And um, basically he said, well, you shut up and manifested. And um, that not until I got a confession that they had a Christian grandmother and, you know, we had some sorts of conversation about it. So <laughs> I let them know that they will get another passenger. Because, you know, the label, and, you know, we, we had a girl manifesting once that we questioned about this. And she said the tattoos are a welcome match. So when the person's walking down the street showing off their tattoos, the other demons in the other people see that and go, welcome, we can swap if we want to. Wow.
0: So basically, um, the symbol that they're identified with, that will kind of give you cues to, Maybe the demon?
1: Yes. Look, all of this works on authority. Man has been given authority as a king. His authority is sovereign. Jesus Christ is the king of kings. But man himself is a king. His vow stands. When a person gets a tattoo, it's a vow. It's an authority question. And whatever... Is portrayed on that, that tattoo has the stamp of approval of that king who's wearing it. Wow! And
0: you're going to get
1: duped by- and tricked by Satan to give up our authority. Yes. And we have a safety valve of it. In I just say it quick because in Numbers chapter thirty, we have the situation and story of vows... And I believe a a, a lady, a wife, is a type and shadow of the church. We are to live the gospel. That's why Adam was made first and then Eve second. Out of Adam's side, it's a type and shadow of the church being made out of God's side. And as we are born in our genders, we are to live the gospel in our wife. And it says in Numbers chapter 30 that the woman is to be, her vows can be overturned by her husband.
0: I'm glad you oh, ta- well, you mentioned that. What um, the Women's lived there,
1: but the okay. thing is, is that it's a type and shadow of the church, and it's a blessing because it's a safety valve.
0: Okay, stop right there. Uh, where Jesus said it's better not to make a vow than to make one and break it. Right. Right. Okay, but there is a safety valve there, with regards yeah. to ladies making a vow if they're married.
1: Yes, but it's a type and shadow of the church. We are the lady being the church. So, ladies, it's just a type and shadow of the whole church where the king of kings is our safety valve for wrong vows.
0: Okay, so go one step forward. What are you trying to say? How do you, you can disannul a vow?
1: You can get forgiveness for your vows, but you have to ask for it. Whoever okay. asked for it? <laughs> no one. Maybe that's why some people are not getting deliverance. They're still bound with a vow. It says in that passage, if a person bounds themselves with a vow, you can bind yourself with a vow. You bind yourself with a promise. God holds people to their word. It's a bondage.
0: So if you've entered into a a vow that uh, has got you bound up, you want freedom from, how do you get released from it?
1: You give it to the husband, which is Jesus. Dear Jesus, the King of Kings, can you take all my vows? You have to give all of them over and just keep the godly ones and the ones that are good for me. And cancel the ones that are hurting me. Wow. Because in the day that the husband hears it, he can forgive her vow and she'll be forgiven.
0: That's what the Word says. What it says. That was a protection vow for the ladies if they... Um, entered into an agreement, which uh, they were, which would later turn out to be grievous, right?
1: Yeah, they went down the shops and bought something that that was a mistake because they love to look at things and buy things.
0: So the husband could go in there, and when he found out about it, he could uh, he could cancel it, right? That's right. But guess what?
1: If he didn't cancel it straight away, he has to live with it, and he's judged for it.
0: Hmm. Would the same thing apply for his daughter?
1: Applies to the daughter, but it doesn't mention the sons because the sons go off and be the king of their own household again. A, A type and shadow of the gospel.
0: The word of God is so deep. Wow.
1: So we can go as the, you know, I look at when I see it now as a woman in the scripture, it's a type of the church. Ladies, don't look at it like it's you. we all have to live our roles in the gender that God chose to make us. I was born a man, so I'm born a man. I'm stuck with it. But we are to live out the gospel. God showed Adam the gospel. He showed Adam that he's making a family out of himself, and that he couldn't make a family out of the created beings, the angels, you know. What I mean? He showed Adam the animals and said, "Look." You can't love them. You need one of your own flesh. And I'm doing that. And that's how he preached the gospel to Adam. And we all live the gospel in our weddings, our families, and the way we run our life. Why? So we know with our true feelings. We don't just know by a sense of knowledge. We know by life, God. It's so we can know God by our life. You can't ride a bike unless you hop on and pedal it. That's the truth. (laughs) You can look at a bike. You can read all about a bike and be a bike mechanic. But if you don't ride it, you'll never ride it. (laughs) God's got us to ride the bike of life and experience these things. And that's why there's a movement by Satan to give the ladies dominion over the men because that's anti gospel Does the church tell dominion over Jesus?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: No. And when he does that, the ladies are exposed and get demonized. They don't watch out. Wow. Because of the exposure's gone. Talk about covering.
0: Someone had asked about, uh, in the chat room, about the um, head covering. Have you found that to be useful in deliverance?
1: Yes, the demon's hated. And you know something? <laughs> oh, she added, we we're at a meeting and uh, sitting there and uh, the lady has got a head covering on. And this other, uh, only one in the whole place. And this lady sitting next to us goes, can you tell her to take that head covering off? It's worrying me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's in 1 Corinthians. She said, the jury's still out. What, for 2,000 years? You know, there's a book out. If you want to Google it, people. The History of the Church of the Head Covering. An unbroken history for 2,000 years of ladies with head coverings.
0: That's the book name?
1: Um, The book is called... Let me have a look here. A guy just put it out. um, Very interesting. um, Unbroken doctrine of head covering
0: until recently. Do you know who the author is? Yeah. Uh,
1: it's book's called Head Covering Throughout History.
0: Um,
1: head Covering Throughout History by David
0: Phillips. David Phillips. That's what I need. So um, the demon inside of her uh, was disturbed by the head covering. What is it? What's yeah, the head covering? It, it got worse. We got
1: told to take the head covering off or leave.
0: Wow what now what type of head covering was it a scarf? a scarf okay yeah that was seen in much of the old church but you don't see it much today or they would have a hat on but what is actually taking place when when uh, uh, when you cover your hair as a sister?
1: What's taking place is the lining up of the way of order of God of the gospel. A portraying of the type and shadow of the church for the benefit of the angels fallen as well, angels.
0: For the benefit of the angels, because they look down on women even to this day, don't they?
1: When they pray, heaven looks. The Bible talks of a cloud of witness. Mm. Who's the cloud of witness? And if you want to pray and say, I'm in rebellion, you'll get passengers.
0: Wow. Uh Uh-oh.
1: You know the name Mary? You know what it
0: means? What?
1: Their rebellion.
0: Okay. Now, let let me see if I understand this. Word of God says when you pray or prophesy as a lady, you are to cover your hair. It's power on your head, right? That's great. It means you're submitting to God? You're
1: submitting to the gospel the way it is, the way, and you're respecting that God made us that way, to live the gospel.
0: And it also says because of the angels, right? Yes. Okay, who are a cloud of witnesses, both uh, good angels, God's angels, and fallen angels too. That's right. Okay, and it so they... witness. When demons don't want to come out, and they've they're not coming out because of unconfessed sin or they've got a right to stand there until we confess that sin. They've come in because they know the legal parameters they have to operate in.
1: Mm. Okay. They'll just go, they'll just go. I don't have to come out.
0: Right. Now in the context of praying, if we say, Oh, well the jury's still out and I'm not going to do that. Put a scarf on my head when I pray here. Who are you to tell me to do that? Okay. Okay. Well, what you've done is you just went into rebellion of the Word of God, and are you saying that you can pick up passengers that way?
1: Yes, but but let's have, let's talk about it with the man. Okay. Because yes. everyone talks about the head covering of the woman, right?
0: Yes, let's talk about the man. It
1: says, what does it say about the man?
0: It says you're not to have your head covered. Right. And there's people with baseball caps and yarmulke hats yeah, so and everything else. i
1: preaching with a baseball cap on.
0: Yes. That's out of order. He's out of order. I'm going to tell you a real testimony. This is no joke. Doing deliverance with a man? I seem to hit a brick wall. Demon ain't coming out. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, it had to be been the Holy Spirit because I wouldn't have thought of this. Ask him, do you have a hat on? Sir, do you have a hat on? Yeah, why do you ask? Because the Word of God says. If you're a man of God, when you pray and prophesy, you're supposed to have your head uncovered. Take that baseball cap off. As God is my witness, the man took the baseball cap off. We went, commenced deliverance again. That demon came right out. He was locked in because he was disobeying the Word of God. While we were trying, he was praying. We were trying to do deliverance. What do you think about that? There you go. That's a now true
1: have testimony. a look at what have a have a look at what's happening. You got all the Israel wearing skull caps, and, and the Catholic Church wearing, and the other churches all wearing hats. And the word the a lobbying at those folks
0: the word of god says you're to uncover your head if you're a man and they're in disobeying the word they're they're wearing the hats i wore one when i went up to the the dwelling wall but you know mm-hmm. what the word of god first corinthians it's first corinthians right yeah it says that's out of order okay well that's rebellion to the word of god let's just get real with it there's consequences yeah. for rebellion rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft so what happens First now? 1
1: Timothy 11 says yes. Quite plain and simple I want you to understand That Christ is the head of every man And man is the head of every woman So there goes the argument That Jesus is my covering if The ladies say that And God is the head of Christ Every man who has something on his head While praying or prophesying Disgraces his head Every woman who has her head uncovered while praying or prophesying disgraces her head. For a man ought not to have his head covered, since he is the image and glory of God.
0: Okay, I want to stop you right there. It says it disgraces his head, and for the ladies, it says if she has her head uncovered, it disgraces her. If it was talking about hair as your covering, then it would be saying. If she's bald-headed and she's praying and prophesying, then she disgraces her head, and then they say there's a remedy for it. Then then shave her head. Yes, you, can't, you can't shave a bald head. You it's not talking about hair. Hair is not the covering. No. If it was, goes on. then shave your um, head. Romans That's an oxymoron. Chapter, yeah, Romans chapter
1: 1 explains it. Shannon Paul knows Romans one shows the ways of the unseen through nature, and he's appealing to nature to show the ways of the unseen to, okay. to emphasize his point
0: with the hair. Folks, he's you never know where we're we'll to make his men ready. point.
1: Saying, "Look at nature; that'll even tell you that."
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, so therefore, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority. Is her hair a symbol of authority? No. Since when is a woman's hair a symbol of authority?
0: But when you cover your hair, then you've got authority on your head. You've got power on your head. Is that right?
1: Yeah, you've got a scarf or covering on it, which is showing that you've done some act of submission, which I'm saying before, this all works by our king's using our authority and our contracts by wow. our action and our words. Faith without works is dead.
0: Wow. That's interesting. So this is not Mel Chauvinist tonight. tonight. Uh, it's not. Men, not at all. It's
1: saying that the lady is the glory of man. She's to be died for. The husband is supposed to die. And this is where the problems happen. Husbands haven't died. But God's way is you die first and then expect love.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of disorder out there. There's a lot of great women of God. They're doing deliverance and they've got a backslidden husband who hadn't went to church in 10 years. He doesn't do deliverance. He's forsaking his position as priest of the household. Yes. He's he's not he's not there praying for his wife and his children, doing deliverance. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why there's so much divorce.
1: The devil will get the wife if he doesn't if the wife hasn't got a strong enough faith,
0: the
1: devil will get the wife and the kids.
0: I was doing deliverance with a man. He had 13 spirits of Jezebel. Jezebel can be in it, men and women. 13 spirits of Jezebel. Started to pray, casting these demons out in the name of Jesus. They were coming out. Got one of them up. I bind you, demon, in the name of Jesus. What's your problem with the head covering, Jesse? And the demon inside the man says, I don't like it. I said, why? Come on, what's the big deal? Just a scarf (laughs) for a few minutes when you pray and prophesy What's up? Because I want to be their covering.
1: Oh.
0: Is what it says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is I mean, this is radical what we're talking about tonight. To some churches out there, they they would have already stoned us tonight. How dare you tell me? You know this? The,
1: the woman. The woman in I'm just remembering here in Judges chapter four used the covering, a mantle.
0: Okay. Now, do you have to wear it 24-7 or just when you pray and prophesy? just no,
1: when you pray, because...
0: Because that's when you're exposed. That's it. Amen. And you're, as uh, our, our friend uh, David Measures said, I've got a, I've got an interesting audio audience to you. Uh, remind me, it's called The Power of Symbols. Fit into what we're talking about tonight. And thank you for that tip on the book. I'm going to get this one. I want to learn more. He says, uh, when you pray okay, um, your prayer has yep. got to go up through the heavenlies. Okay, it's got to go past these devils. It's going on up into the throne room. Mm-hmm. And they're looking down on the situation. As they see you in rebellion, it's a problem, it
1: isn't goes. it? It does. The you other see, thing is, is if you receive a prophecy, the heavenlies hears it, and and I believe Satan hears it, and there's a couple of scriptures which are really interesting that that, that that Satan hears it. And that's why you've got to wage a war on your prophecy because the, the darkness is coming after your prophecy.
0: He said some prayers have not been answered because of people are uh, not doing what the Word of God says when it comes to covering your head or uncovering it, depending on what sex you are. Because you're in rebellion and you're asking God to hear your prayers and he said, cover your hair when you pray or prophesy, or if you're a man, take your ball cap off. You know, I think it probably applies to wigs, too. What do you think about guys with toupees?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but the, but the thing is, is that it's all to do with us living how man's been designed and made, and we are being designed and made as a family unit to live the gospel. Why? so that we can experience and feel what God experiences and feels and know him from our experiences and feelings.
0: I realize there's so much I don't know, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Praise God. And God has a reason for everything, doesn't God he?
1: because he's given us roles to play. And if, if we take our role and run with it, we'll be joyful and blessed.
0: Well, you know it's what? Because God loves us. He loves us. We can choose the, the blessing or the curse.
1: Yes, we've been redeemed. He loves us. God so loved the world when it wasn't doing the right thing.
0: God, God knows what's out there that would like to get into us, would like to destroy us, and that's why he. It's as one friend said, he put guardrails. <laughs> to keep us from going over into the danger areas where destruction awaits, that's his rules. You know, God God set up everything. He knows what it's going to take to survive and uh, s- stay out of trouble. We can choose to. bless that. It's the blessing yeah, or the curse, isn't out of the it?
1: Way of the demons.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, he's saying, "Don't do it. Don't break the the hedge, or the viper is going to bite."
1: The little viper comes through the hole in the hedge and bites.
0: Boy, I know that they're looking for cracks in armor. They've said that. Yeah. We're looking for a crack in your armor. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're scanning the defenses. They find a gap yeah. in the fence. That's how they come in. That's how they sneak in. How did they get in? He had a. How did that dog uh, get out of the backyard? It found a, a gap in the fence and crawled under it and got through. There's a, a breach in the fence.
1: Yes, how did that man get in in another way? Cast him out.
0: You plug, yeah, that's right. Cast that devil up, plug that hole (laughs) in Jesus' name.
1: Oh, that reminds me. We've just been praying these sorts of things too. Let Let the Lord Jesus, who is the door, be installed in our life and all other doors be closed.
0: Okay, I like that one. Say that one again louder.
1: Let the Lord Jesus, who is the door, be installed in our life and all other doors be closed.
0: And how will that benefit you, praying that?
1: There's no other way into us from the evil. The holes in the hedges are are repaired.
0: What about every tree that the Lord has not planted and let it be uprooted in Jesus' name? That's good. And oh, coming, and coming against uh, cancer and disease? The flying scroll.
1: There's a flying scroll that goes out against every thief. And it Dude. needs to be prayed to be sent back.
0: Okay, I, you cut off. There's a flying scroll it talks about that is sent out, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah against thieves and it will it will destroy the timbers and break down the, the 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 stones of a person's house yes that needs to be prayed to be sent back if, if anything's chasing a person i prayed for some person with that and they and they manifested that straight away
0: i don't understand why would you have it sent back
1: well it's got to go back to where it was god sends it out
0: now he sends that flying scroll against thieves.
1: Yes. So, so it doesn't return till it
0: gets you. Now, who? What would that apply to? Someone who is a thief?
1: Yes, or family history.
0: Okay. Because if when you get hit with that scroll, it destroys all the timbers and everything. Yep. Are you so? You saying that's a curse against uh, thievery? Yes. So what do you do? Do you uh, you confess the sin of thievery in the family line? Yes. Ask God to forgive that? And ask God
1: to send it back.
0: And ask him to return. Okay. Interesting.
1: It's It's a good one because, you know, there's people that have just picked this up or picked that up and don't realize, you know.
0: We're going deep tonight, folks, and we're almost out of time. Uh, Brother, God's given you some really great revelations. How did you come about this information?
1: Because I'm doing deliverance all the time, and I have to get the solutions for the people that we're praying for. And we have to go and search in. It's all there. The cross is perfect. It's perfect. It's just our delivery.
0: Brother, you've really been digging into the Word. What you're telling me is the Word of God is filled full of weapons we can use against the enemy.
1: There's amazing weapons you can turn the thorns and thistles against the enemy. He's got to he's got to eat the ground that's cursed and have thorns and thistles pushed into him. There's a million weapons in there. It's amazing what God has done because I have a belief that God loves us. He has not left us unequipped. He's given us the Bible, which I now know is a miracle. No man could write that Bible. And when you know and you read the names, a lot of things will come out of there that will help you.
0: No wonder Satan tries to stop us so hard from getting in the Word of God. Because yes. the, the Word of God will destroy Satan in his kingdom.
1: Yes. And the Old Testament is a natural play out of the unseen. The characters are like a Shakespeare's play, playing out God's explanation of the unseen, so you can know what's going on.
0: I want to uh, encourage you to um, continue to put together some little booklets. You don't mm-hmm. have to wait till you get a book together. Break them into subject areas, like you did uh, Deliverance at the Lord's at the at the, at the Lord's table. table at the table. You know, yes. um, list these weapons that we can use in deliverance against the enemy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With any verses to back it up that you can give us, and um, anything you can impart, uh, it'd be much appreciated. Uh, as we're getting ready to close tonight, um, I want to have you back. I want to thank you for c- coming on on your day off, brother. It's uh, what it's is It's alright. But sa- is it Saturday about 5:30 your time, Gold Coast?
1: Uh, yeah, 5:30, and it's. Um, <clears throat> You know, um, my prayer today is to just encourage and help everybody pull down the evil. This evil is bad. <laughs> it's serious.
0: Well, if it if we don't oppose it in Jesus' name It's gonna run. It uh, it destroys. Takes people it's out to run.
1: And you know, if it gets out of hand in our countries, it'll run like it is overseas, and we'll be dead.
0: Some nations are completely under the Satan's grip. God have mercy. Um, if someone would the like, best to count- thing you can do
1: is witness the Muslims.
0: Isn't that the truth? I know
1: how to do it. I've got another talk on it, but I can teach it one day.
0: Okay. Would, do you, it. would you make a note? Could you share that next time? Sure. Here's what I need you to do. Uh, please send me a mailing address. I'm going to ship you a brand new headset, and um, I want you to do. Uh, let me know when you get it. I will set up another broadcast on a day off that you have free, and yep. uh, and I want you to uh, talk on how we can uh, witness t- to Muslims and save them in Jesus' yeah. name. How we, we can, can get them
1: saved Christ. right out of the Quran.
0: How we can lead them to Christ? Because that's right. Yeah, it's a lot better than run around chopping heads.
1: Yep, that's the only only way you'll stop it.
0: Wow. Convert um, it. That's amen to that. Amen to that. Um, if someone would like to contact you, they'd like to um, learn more about the Names Amplification, King James Bible, do you yeah. have contact information? Or if they happen to be in an yeah. Australia and looking for some deliverance, uh, I know we've got some, a sister tuning in from Perth tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to. Um, I'm happy to pray on Skype, of course, uh, for anyone. And I'm on uh, Facebook. My name Peter Whitman, W H I, double F I N, and that's my email too, Peter Whitman, W H I double at hotmail.com.
0: I think for every t- uh, every revelation God gives you, um, if you could do a little teaching on it, and then include a prayer. That you can actually use to implement it, praying for yourself or others in deliverance. That way, we've got a way to uh, to apply what what you've learned.
1: Yep, a practical application because that's what we have to do. You know, we talked I just talked about um, what is the fear of the Lord, and the fear of the Lord is the hating of evil, and the hating of evil is to do deliverance.
0: Is to do deliverance. Yes.
1: So that is the field. We,
0: right? Because we're we're doing something about it, aren't we?
1: We're fixing it. If because if we I if, fixed if, it, and he said, "There you go. There's the keys. You go fix it now."
0: If we're not willing to take action, then we really don't hate it bad enough. If you're not willing you to get into deliverance, then we might as well shut our mouths and stop talking about all the bad things going around. Because there's a way to change it. And if we're not willing to do it, then we're part of the problem, instead of the solution.
1: Yeah, go join the humanism.
0: Might as well. Be honest. Yeah. If you if you hate evil, then get involved in deliverance and do something about it, because that's how you stop it. You take back the yeah. land in Jesus' name, Peter. God bless you. Is there anything that we can pray for for you, my brother, in your life?
1: I got a um, I got a um, I got a settlement happening next this week. Yes, sir. If you could pray for me for that, because I'm not sure if it's going to be honestly in that settlement.
0: Okay, absolutely. That God will give you a favor in a transaction, correct?
1: An honest one, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Let's pray right now. Then I'm going to have you pray for the people tuning in out there. We've got some people been here with me all day. We did a marathon today. Oh. We started at about um, 4 p.m. Pacific, yeah. and uh, we had an earlier show beyond that, and this is our sixth and last show of the night. And uh, I want to thank you all for come, coming this far with us this weekend. Uh, we're going to pray right now uh, for Brother Peter, and then I'm going to have Peter pray for you as we close tonight. I'm asking people to agree right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this brother. I thank you, Lord, for the testimony of his father being saved. We stand in agreement tonight for his mother and any his sister. Lord, if they don't know you tonight, Lord, we just ask you to send the Holy Spirit to draw them to you. And we also ask this for any of us tonight that are tuning in that have family members that do not are not currently serving Jesus. God, we cover them in the blood of Jesus. We confess their sins tonight. We remit them. We ask, God, that you would pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace on them to save them tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And in Jesus' name, we loosen to them spirits of adoption salvation in Jesus' name. We bind the strong man. We bind every tormenting spirit working through them, blinding them. And we command those demons to loose their mind and will, that they can be free to make a decision for Jesus. We ask this in Jesus' name tonight. We lift up Brother Peter to you tonight. God, we ask right now that you would uncover what has been covered, if there be any attempt at deceit to defraud him in any way. We bind that right now in Jesus' name. We ask, God, that you would loose angels right now to create favor with all parties involved, That they will treat Peter fairly. And he will receive what he is owed in this transaction, God. Bless him in this deal that he will not be defrauded. We ask this in Jesus' name. We bind any spirits that would try to defraud him. In the name of Jesus. Give him favor, Lord God, in this and more to come. Bless the fruit of his labors, Lord, in Jesus' name. We lift up his friend there to you tonight. We ask God that you meet her needs. Bring freedom to her in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bless, We bless you, brother. God, expand his territories. We speak to your body right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Bless his health. Bless and expand his territories in Jesus' name. Peter, would you pray for the people that are tuning in out there right now tonight? Yeah, as we sure. Close? sure.
1: <clears throat> okay. Dear Father in heaven, we love you and praise you, We thank you for everything you are, and everything you've done, and everything you do. We bring to attention now to you, all the people here listening, now and on the recording. We lift them up, and we bring to attention their enemies, God. Feed them all the milk. Let them all be fed the milk and be put to sleep like Judges chapter 4, your Father God. We pray in Jesus' name. We command you spirits in battle array against all the people to sleep, to be inactive. We take your power for the blood of Jesus Christ. We take your power for the penalty of the cross. We take everything you have in payment for the blood, and we require a reckoning for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, you demons, you spirits, you fallen beings, you spiritual forces of wickedness. We take authority over you as human beings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross and came in the flesh. We declare everyone here redeemed by the blood of the Lamb It came in the flesh And we rebuke you You come out of the people You come off the people And you come off everything they're doing In the name of Jesus Christ We rebuke you We rebuke you We command you to eat the dust You eat the dust Of the curses of mankind That you caused You foul wicked spirits We rebuke you all You come out of the people Come out of their eyes Come out of their ears. Come out of their bodies. We declare the bodies, the bodies of Jesus Christ. We put on you the burden of the cross of the Lord Jesus. We put on you the pain and suffering that Jesus suffered. We put on you the judgments, the fury of the living God. You drink it in Jesus' name.
0: I touch and agree. We just cover every person tuning in tonight with the blood of Jesus. God, give everybody good rest. Uh, Bless them this weekend in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I say amen to that. Demons in Jesus' name. I say amen to that. (laughs) Demons don't like shofars either, do they? It's basic rubbish. I'm thinking about getting a little tiny shofar. I, I had a big one. I brought back from uh, a trip I took one time to to uh, Israel. The problem is, is there's still some meat or something in there. Oh, and man, yeah. that thing smelled to high heaven. I tried everything. I tried bleaching, and I tried washing it with soap and water. And every time you blow that, it <clears throat> smelled like a dead cow. Yeah, you've was- got
1: to use a little bit of uh, varnish oh. and a bit of um, uh, a bit of um, what do you use? You use varnish. And um, we met a Jewish guy or a Christian guy who does it. We put a bit of varnish and lacquer, just a little bit mixed in together in the inside of the shofar.
0: I'm and ashamed. It the smell. I gave it away, and I, I now I had to have no shofar. It's oh, sad. Right. And I brought it all the way back. So oh, I'm right. thinking uh, I'm going to get me one, a little tiny one, and I'm going to use it in deliverance. Sometimes you need a little It'll, bit of extra push.
1: Yes. The, the scriptures on the trumpet are pretty powerful. And you can command the trumpet. The comfort. Yeah, yeah. Command the trumpet to... Uh, oh, the trumpet. To sound, yeah. Command the victory from the trumpet, then sound it.
0: Well, I, I like command
1: that. the victory out of this trumpet blast, and then sound it. Wow. I command Come. your demons to be shattered by this trumpet blast, then sound it. Our words are powerful. Words so, are powerful.
0: Amen to that. And word of God. We especially. bring
1: people to the floor. You do what? We bring people to the floor with that show bar. Wow. So it's good. It's all good. And um, if you get a little one, you try a bit of varnish and uh, a bit of um, um, uh, turpentine mixed together. Just a small solution and put it in the middle and it'll stop the smell.
0: Okay. That's the key then. <laughs> <laughs> I would that I'd known that man. I could have. I, I would have kept it. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for coming on tonight. May the Lord richly bless you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, my friend.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. And um, uh, thank you for everything. It's laid out there. And uh, I hope everybody has a very great day tomorrow.
0: God bless you, brother. Don't forget to send me your mailing address. I'll be sending you a package, U.S. Mail. <laughs>
1: okay. Thank you, my friend. Good idea.
0: It was Peter Whiffen. I want to thank you. I can't believe you all are still awake out there. Jan, Desi, Shike, Samantha, Jekka, Eric the Red, Worship Waters, Antonio, Bearer. I'm starting to fade, as you can tell. It's been a long day. Well, praise God. Thank God it's Friday. And uh, thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, more great broadcast coming next week, God willing. Thank you for tuning in. May the Lord Richard bless each and every one of you, and I appreciate you. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name.